Welcome to the Palace Perspective, brought to you by Palace Capital Advisors, a wealth management firm specializing in custom estate, financial, and tax solutions that others often miss. Welcome to another edition of the Palace Webcast Series. I'm Rich Mullen, founding partner and CEO of Palace Capital here. I'm joined by Mark Bogar, our CIO here at Palace, and Steve Kylander, Senior Portfolio Manager. As we close the month of August and the summer, the equity markets have rallied considerably. The economy has been better than expected. However, rates have also trended a bit higher and towards uh, the higher levels, uh, most recent higher levels here. So uh, this leads to a lot of different questions that we're going to talk about here today, whether or not the Fed's done raising rates and what the implications of uh, that might be. So we'll talk about that, inflation and the economy in general. So let's just get started, Mark and Steve. You know, we've recently gone from, you know, a pessimistic view in the market to an optimistic view, overbought, oversold, wherever you want to look at it. So that's been an interesting uh, move up here since um, the middle of the summer. And now we're facing a seasonally weak period of time here in the economy. So let's just talk about the implications of uh, where the market is right now and the backdrop of the economy. Uh, Steve, why don't you kick us off? Um, sure. So, you know, as Rich mentioned, I think we came into the year with a lot of concern that we were going to have a recession. Now we see daily reports that the probabilities of recession occurring in the next year are dropping. And what that's uh, you know, precipitated really is sort of while uh, earnings estimates are still down on a year-over-year basis, I think there's an expectation that perhaps we've hit an inflection point on earnings and that they'll be moving higher next year. Uh, but the other you know, part of that story is that is an inflation implication. I think there was a, an expectation that if we had a recession, that would put a nail in the coffin for inflation. And if we're not having a recession, then perhaps inflation uh, is still going to persist. Yeah, I would agree. Mark, you want to add something to that? Yeah, sure. Just to extend that a little bit. In terms of inflation is coming down, but it's not where the Fed wants it to be or the economy wants it to be. It's not back down to that 2% range. And so while the trend has been the friend of the market, the absolute level is still too high. And I think that's what the concerning thing is with the stronger economy. With inflation not down to where the Fed wants it, economy stronger, that sets the stage for, oh, maybe these rates need to stay higher for longer, if not push higher. And the implications of that are, say, equity market valuations. If rates come back down, equity valuations probably more in the fair value range and earnings can drive that higher. But if long-term interest rates continue on that trend higher, well, then maybe equity valuations need to take that step down. So that's the concerning thing. We've been more in the camp of there will be a slowdown. So rates will slow down. We've been cautiously portfolio positioned, but that's what the risk seems to be right now. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. I mean, right now, the six-month T-bills are yielding about 5.5%. And if you're using an average estimate in the S&P 500 of about $247 a share for earnings, that's about a 5.53% earnings yield. So valuations are kind of in question here. Are they, to your point, going to start to react to, um, you know, maybe rates pushing a little higher? Or or is the economic news going to kind of uh, drive uh, the the direction of rates, you know, trending a little lower. We did see some mixed reports here again economically last Friday in the jobs report and stuff. So, let's talk about some of those drivers. What do you think, Steve? Uh, directionally, we're uh, headed a little lower or slower in the economy, or I would actually like to see it slow down a little bit uh, and take a bit of a breather. But I think what we're really seeing is a bit of a bifurcated view of of the market and of companies. Um, so there have been some trends. I mean, clearly the biggest trend this year has been AI. 
and we're seeing some very strong reports there and growth taking place in, in areas uh, that will benefit. You know, really right now it's a, a fairly small subset of companies that, that you know, exist. Meanwhile, you know, these trends of higher interest rates are going to weigh on the consumer. They're going to weigh on banks. They're, gonna, you know, they're weighing clearly on valuations within the utility sector. So I think it's, you know, we're, we're generally moving into this period where it's have and have nots. And, um, you, know, I, you know, if it wasn't for AI, I sort of feel the market probably would be in a different position, you know, than we're in it right now. You talked in that bifurcation about how Lululemon's doing well, yet Dollar General, you know, the uh, penultimate uh, uh, austerity retailer, retailer has been in, you know, difficult times here from an earnings standpoint. It doesn't seem to kind of mesh with, you know, our, um, I guess a longer-term view. Why don't you talk about that for a second? What do you think that's attributed to? Yeah, I think it's it's back to their, you know, the higher interest rates, higher gasoline prices at the end of the summer. Clearly, it's impacting parts of the economy more than others. Middle uh, America. Middle yeah. America. And, uh, you know, meanwhile, those who have higher incomes and perhaps are beneficiaries of technology, you know, still still seem to be, you know, spending with a degree of rigor. But, you know, I, I think, you know, there's a there's there's only so far that that probably can be pushed, particularly in this higher rate environment. Yeah, no, yeah. I would agree. Mark, you want to add something? Yeah, I just think in, in terms of we've been anticipating a slowdown. We've talked about a slowdown here. One of the things I think has buoyed the consumer over the last years has been the pandemic flow of cash. And that is still slowly coming to the end. And there's some metrics that say that's finally is coming to an end. And so that may have been what helped the, the consumer stay strong. But there are these early signs that maybe that's finally coming to an end, whether it's student loan payments going back out, that savings balance being reduced. Consumer is poised to slow down here, and we think that that could easily flow through here in the next 6 to 12 months. Yeah, we talked a little bit about the fact that um, oil has been up, you know, energy prices and stuff at the pump, and those also seem to have, uh, well, always historically have had a deleterious effect on the economy in middle America in particular. So. The thing that I keep thinking about is this past banking, you know, Steve, you've mentioned this concept of like something's got to break if rates keep, you know, going higher or certainly stay high. And, you know, we did see that um, recently this year, earlier in the year with the banks, right? We had some banks that uh, were clearly swimming in the wrong direction, so to speak. And there was an infusion of capital that was put into those banks that, that maybe had the net effect of pushing out, you know, that extra liquidity was a complete reversal, quite frankly, of what the Fed was doing. That infusion of capital may have once again pushed out, you know, the the ultimate effects of, you know, the the intended effects, I should say, of their rate hikes and everything like that. But I think it's coming. I think it's it's a point where it can't help but slow this economy down and impact the consumer. And we're starting to see a few of those chinks. Yeah, no, I think that's right. I think even though we haven't heard of bank failures in the last few months, I think they're you know they're pulling back on their risk profiles and on lending profiles. It's difficult for them to make money at, in terms of where their funding rates are at, at this stage. And then the issue that could, you know, there was a lot of concern earlier in the year about when this was taking place on the impact of, you know, their commercial real estate portfolios. And that is going to be an issue that, you know, it's sort of glacial. But as we move through time and if we remain in these higher rate environments, it'll become increasingly an issue and headwind for banks, which will make them more conservative again in terms of their lending policies. Yeah, I mean, there's um, all kinds of debt out there, right, that needs to be refinanced at some point in time. Mm. You know, some of it sooner than, than others, for sure. And for that debt to roll out into a higher interest rate environment, I think you're absolutely right. That's going to fall right to the bottom line. It's going to impact consumers, companies, and, and 
I don't think we've seen the net effect of that just yet. So, um, but let's pivot here a little bit and yeah. talk about the market backdrop and uh, the macroeconomic outlook and how that's affecting um, our positioning in the palace portfolios. Yeah. So as we mentioned earlier, we've been anticipating a slowdown for a little while here. So what does that mean for portfolio positioning? We've been more conservatively positioned. We've been overweight sectors like utilities, which has been a little bit drag more recently. But we've been also underweight things like consumer discretionary. As we touched on, retail was having a difficult time. They've also had a difficult time with what they call shrink, which is what's stealing basically from the stores. And so retailers are under pressure. We're underweight those sectors. We continue to be, we've taken profits where we could, say this technology rally this year, we've trimmed back some exposure there. Uh, still believe in those companies in the long run, but the AI trend has certainly benefited stock prices already. And at the margin, we've been trimming, say, uh, the real estate part of the portfolio. Let's take some uh, profits I've made over the last few years, bring that down a bit, and be in that more cautious position because we do think we're going to get that pullback. So when we get the pullback, we're ready and protect uh, client portfolios where they are today. Great. That sounds good. Well, anything else to add on that, Steve? Or? I think you know. I think this is sort of an interesting time to be planting seeds for where we think the economy is going to be a year from now. You know, it's going to be difficult to sort of predict what takes place between now and the end of the year. There's always uh, momentum trades in the short term. But I think there is an it's an interesting opportunity with a one year view, 18 month view of, you know, putting some money to work in some of these areas that are currently out of favor because of that higher rate environment, because of the probability of, you know, recession being reduced because uh, if things were to turn down, those areas probably you know will be the area for for outperformance when we look a year out. Yeah, some of the value sections of the market, the ignored you know portion of the market right now. I think you're absolutely right and go kind of skating where you think the puck's going to go. You know, and I think you're absolutely right that that part of the market has been certainly uh, overlooked to some degree. The dividend paying stocks and some of those have just been a bit out of favor. So I think that's um, that's smart. Well, listen, thank you, Mark and Steve, for your thoughts. I appreciate it. Uh, Thank you all for taking the time to listen to our podcast series and keep an eye out for our next podcast. Have a great day. Thank you. The preceding information is for general educational purposes only. It's not intended to be investment advice and is not specific to any individual's personal situation. Any decision about investing should be undertaken only after careful consideration of the investment's risks, costs, liquidity or lack thereof, and the investor's time frame. Please remember that past performance may not be indicative of future results. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and there can be no assurance that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, or product referred to directly or indirectly in this newsletter or podcast will be profitable or equal any corresponding indicated historical performance levels. The investment advice is offered through Palace Capital Advisors, LLC, our registered investment advisor.